0: Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael Cox teaches on by all means. If you will turn to 1 Corinthians 9 this morning, and I do understand the time today. I understand that it's 10 minutes till 12, and I understand we've done a lot of things this morning, and we've taken that into consideration, and I will not... Be long this morning and we still at the end of service this morning we're going to take in some covenant partners today and so we still have that to do and so we're going to leave make sure and leave time for that as well but I just want to charge you and challenge you over these next few weeks we really want to be on the same page as a body that we are literally going to do whatever it takes, by all means, to expose some people to the gospel of Jesus Christ over the next few weeks and going up into Easter. And so, 1 Corinthians nine, 19, I'll start out with the New American Standard Bible. I want to read it for several different translations this morning. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I may win more. To the Jews I became as a Jew, so that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, though not being myself under the law, so that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, so that I might win those who are without law. Does anybody understand anything I've just read? Verse 22, to the weak I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men so that I may by all means save some. So that I may by all means save some. I do all things for the sake of the gospel so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Let's read this from the Passion Translation Because I think we just get more and more depth as we can read through some different translations. Now, even though I am free from obligations to others, I joyfully make myself a servant to all in order to win as many converts as possible. I became Jewish to the Jewish people in order to win them to the Messiah. I became like one under the law to gain the people who were stuck under the law even though I myself am not under the law. And to those who are without the Jewish laws, I became like them, as one without the Jewish laws, in order to win them, although I'm not outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ. I became weak to the weak to win the weak. I have adapted the culture of every place I've gone so that I could more easily win people to Christ. I've done all this so that I would become God's partner for the sake of the gospel. Last translation I want to read. And I, it's my favorite. Not always my favorite. But in this passage I think it communicates wonderfully the spirit of this passage. Even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone. I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all. In order to reach a wide range of people. Religious people. See, isn't that just easier to say than the ones with the law? Okay, religious people, non-religious people, meticulous, moralist, loose-living, immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. And here's what's important. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ But I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. We've tried to be so separated from the world that we have no possible chance of reaching the world. And so I've tried to see things through their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all this because of the message I didn't want to just talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. This scripture kind of forces this collision between two realities. It says that I'm free from all expectations. I'm free from obligation. I'm free from the law. And so that can forge in us this mindset that everything goes. I'm free from everything. No one tell me what to do. And so we have a lifestyle that says, no one tell me what to do. And then we have others that say, I'm free from all, but I'm a servant. I'm a slave. And they say, I'm a slave in the kingdom and I'm miserable. So everyone else has to be at least as miserable as me or I condemn them. Right? And so we, you know, so many times we have people, on both ends of this but it's not supposed to affect our bearings in Christ. We understand that we're free and we're a slave. Yeah. Cuz we choose to become a bond servant of Christ. Amen? We choose to become. But this passage says that we became weak to the weak. I became all these things. And my question today is what are we becoming we should be becoming something this is a perpetual becoming we're not i am we are a i'm becoming we're always becoming if we're following christ look at second samuel 17 16 now therefore send quickly and tell david saying do not spend the night at the fords of the wilderness but by all means cross over or else the king and all the people who are with him will be destroyed. I just love this because it says, but by all means, cross over. Or people are going to be destroyed. When that term, by all means, is used there, what do we think it means? People that work with me know, in any area, my biggest pet peeve is when we are trying to accomplish a task and we try... Two courses of action, and they don't work, and then we just say it won't work. I say, unless you called me, and I tried 10 courses of actions too, and then we called somebody else, and they, t- we have not exhausted all of our means, yeah. right? And so when we say by all means, we say literally we're going to cross the river by all means. So that's what that means there. There was a moment that can be missed and people will perish if we don't do go about what we're going about with all means. Yeah. By all means. Not Numbers 13.30. Then Caleb quieted the people <coughs> before Moses. This is when he got the bad report from the spies about going into the promised land. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should, by all means, go up. And take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. Whenever you see the term, by all means, it expresses a sense of desperation. It expresses a sense of determination. It expresses a sense of absolute abandonment. I mean, I'm going to lay it all on the line. And so when we say that by all means to reach some or many, what are we doing in our life by all means to reach those around us? What are we becoming? You know, and it's so much about uh, when we hear things about this, about reaching out, about evangelism, about inviting people, about spreading the gospel, so many times we um, take that, to heart, And we take it as a message that we have to do more stuff and strive more and, and, and work harder and do all this stuff. But all we have to do is become something. If you become something, surrounded by the people in your workplace, then that's all you need to do is become something. See, Jesus, the Word, became flesh and walked among us. That, all he had to do was become flesh and walk among us. When he became something, it transformed our lives. If we become something if we will become whatever we need to become in sons and daughters and if we become followers of Christ if we become like we talked about a few weeks ago those that will genuinely trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not unto their own understanding that will be such a sign in this culture to those around you a sign and a wonder that they will come running come running to find out What has caused you to walk through life with such peace and such hope and such joy and such strength? So all we have to do is become someone who knows who they are, fully loved by God, fully bathed in his love, totally surrendered to him and trusting him in every area of our life. And by that, we will win many around us. You know, Paul, this is Paul speaking in First Corinthians or writing in First Corinthians, saying that I've done that. I've done I've I've become whatever I need to become to reach many. But Paul didn't start that. Obviously, as we've just said, Jesus, the word, became flesh and walked among us. And we see in Philippians two where it says for us to have the same attitude in us that although he was equal with God, he didn't think that was something to be grasped clung to or held on to, but he willingly surrendered that and became as a man. He became as a man. Nick references all the time the sermon, just be the baby, all the time. When he prays the conflict, he doesn't usually fight like this. He usually says, I'm going to be the baby, just be the baby. And that goes back to us uh, taking on the characteristics of Christ, not just the warrior, but the baby, who comes in in full surrender, Leaves heaven, comes in in full surrender, and now is an infant. Totally dependent on someone to change his diaper. We have to be sons and daughters that just exhibit this full relying on him. Fully relying on him. And we become that, that will be what will reach many around us. Today I just, uh, when we talk about By all means, I just thought about the room today and this morning as I was just trying to think of where all we were going to go. Nolan, if you'll come on up (laughs) before you sit down. Jesus... Exhibited coming for us by all means. He brought everything. And as an example this morning of what I think our life should display today, there's people in this room that are separated from Him, are distant from him or away from him or not living in the life that he has created them to live in and he's not they're not walking with him on the path he's invited them to walk on and as an example of not striving more to reach people i want to display to you today what our life should look like because you know what when we try to manipulate and control and make people change their behaviors, behavior modification. I just This hit me so real this morning. We do this so often in church. Many people have an impression that religion is trying to manipulate and control. Many people have a negative impression of religion. So do I. Religion. But what that gives people is a, an excuse and a deniability to deflect the Holy Spirit's drawing in their life. And so sometimes when we're saying by all means and we're out and we think that we really need to make an impact in somebody's life and we take all the pressure on it, Blake, few weeks ago talked so great on a Wednesday night about God doesn't need us to save the world. You know? He just needs us to be his son and his daughter. But when we go and we think that the approach is to condemn and correct and say you gotta change your life and fix your life and don't do this and don't do that and You know, if you do that, you're going to hell. And if you do that, you're all this stuff. If there was anything in your life that was resonating the Holy Spirit, the dove on your shoulder that was causing conviction in them, and then we come in and we try to mix in manipulation with Holy Spirit conviction, then they're able to just throw the whole thing out and say, that was just them. That was just them trying to control me. That was just them trying to modify my behavior because they're afraid of my lifestyle or they hate this about me or they hate all of this stuff. And so it's not our job to go around and try to manipulate and control and make people's behaviors change. It's our job to become people who love God and Fully rely on Him and let Him display that love in our life. And it will draw them so close to Him. And then they'll say, my goodness, this can't be manipulation because they're not even telling me how wrong I am. They're actually telling me they love me. And so I just want to make a statement today to everybody in this room. No matter where you are, no matter where you're living, no matter what you're doing, God absolutely could not possibly love you any more than he does right now if you fix tweak adjust stop doing start doing you think you need to do anything he will not love you more than he does right now right where you are in the middle of whatever sin you're living in in the middle of whatever choices you're making he loves you And I'm not here today to tell you, if you don't change, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, God's going to condemn you, God's going to do all this. He loves you. And guess what? He's not going to stop loving you. And I had this thought, I heard this song today, early this morning. And I had this thought that your current situation with God does not define your relationship with God. Your choice of what you're doing with Him right now in this moment, if you're rejecting Him, if you're resisting Him, if you're just ignoring or doing your own thing or just distracted or delayed, whatever your worst moment is or your most distant moment or where you're at right now or your worst sin or your worst failure or all that stuff, it that does not define Your relationship with Him. Because you've got history with Him. See, when you look at the timeline of your life and your existence and the thoughts of God towards you, they begin long before you started making bad choices or good choices. Your history with Him started before you were capable of making a bad choice. Your history with Him started before you were capable of being dedicated or not dedicated. Your history with Him started before you got good parents or bad parents or good grandparents or bad influences. Your history with Him defines who you are, and it defines your future. And for just a few minutes, I want Nolan to sing this over every person in this room today and I just want you to receive it no matter where you are there is no condemnation in Christ in this room today but I want to affirm to you that the history that you have with God will sustain you and it will draw you and it will compel you and it will convict you and it will reach you some people don't like preaching like this where well, you're telling people they can do whatever they want. Listen, I'm not scared of what you're doing and God's not scared of what you're doing and I'm just telling you he's never going to stop chasing after you because y'all got history so you know.
1: Because you and I got history we go away We go way, way back You and I Got history We go way, way back We go way, way back Cause you and I We got history We go way, way back We go way, way back You and I, we got history, oh, we go way, way back, we go way, way back. For eons, I thought about you. I forever made you. I wrote every moment down. And you were all my idea, Above all I created. And you are my most precious crown. Yeah, you and I. We got history, we go way, way back, we go way, way back, you and I, we got history, we go way, way back, we go, listen this, I saved words, and I saved words just to say to you, Before you ever met me, so take some time and write them down. I gave you my greatest gift, my love cannot be measured. You're my treasure, you're my child. Cause you and I, oh, we got history. Oh, we go. We go way, way back. You and I got history, oh. We go way, way back. We go way, way back. I'm never going to let you go. I'm never going to let you go. I'm never going to let you go. I never have, I never will, I'm never gonna let you go. No. I'm never gonna let you go, no. I'm never gonna let you go, no. I never have, I never will, I'm never gonna let you go, no. No. Never We go way, way back. Oh, we go way, way back. We go way, way back. You always have my back. You always have my back. You've always had my back. You've always had my back.
0: this is what everyone in this room needs to hear and this is what the world needs to hear. You know, I haven't always got it right, but I remember, just brought to my mind while he was singing that, this young lady that rode my school bus. Her parents were missionaries and they were out of the country a lot and she began to talk about gender confusion and identifying as a boy and just so much rage against God and animosity towards him. And I never had a conversation with that young lady about how wrong she was. But every day I would smile at her so big, tell her how much God loves her. She's like, well, I don't love him. I'm like, that's okay. Okay. I didn't either when he died for me, and you don't, I mean, it's okay, it's okay. I'd love to be able to tell you the finish of that story. I don't know the finish of the story. After she graduated, she worked at Food City. I kept going in there, and I'd see her, and I'd tell her the same thing. But I do know that she transitioned from resistance and anger just from me talking to her to choosing to sit in the front seat and was warm and open and was accepted and loved. And I know the seeds of that will impact her life and change her life. Way more than me telling her what she already knows. What she already knows. I think the world needs to know they've got history with him. That he loved them before time began. And that he still loves them. And his love for them hasn't diminished or changed in any way by their choices or their actions. And he loves them. And he's there for them. And he's available to them. And he's waiting for them. Open arms. That's what they need to hear. So we talk about by all means. I'm talking about following Christ and expressing his love to the world around us by all means. Give them an absolute, undeniable reality of the love of God. To where every lie that tries to come in, they can't find a foundation for it because the genuine love that you display to them. Well, man, maybe they're just, well, no, they... (laughs) That preacher, he was just trying to hook us today. Well, no, he didn't call us up and take numbers down and put them in a report. Maybe he wasn't. Can we just show the world the love of God without having an ulterior motive? Or trying to find a way to hook them and change them and make them be something. Because His love and His goodness will draw men to repentance. It will. So by all means, can we display it? By all means, can we show it? By everything that we have. And when I mean by all means, I mean by all means. Can you show them the love of God with a $100 tip? Can you show them the love of God with keeping your mouth shut when you get bad service? Can we show them the love of God without just being petty and ridiculous? You know, we all want, oh, by all means, I need to go to Africa. No, just next time you go out to eat, don't be a jerk. Can we just do that first? Before we get a new t shirt and a new badge and some new title and some new job that makes us think we're so awesome and so cool, can we just treat somebody right? Let's just do that. Let's set the bar low, which Jesus said was high. This is love people. Can we love people? By all means, can we just lay down our pride? Lay down our rights and by all means become someone whose life can impact others. Let's become something. You know, what we are becoming is not defined by what we become in here together on Sunday. We all become (coughs) something in here together in worship. But what truly defines Whether we're becoming something or not is who we actually are when we leave. Did we become something today? Did we become something? Did we transform today? Did we renew our mind today? Did we become something other than what we were before? We need to keep becoming something. By all means, can we please become something that will impact those around us? Those of you that want to become covenant partners, will you come now? Today's been a wild day. But I think it's appropriate as we talk about by all means. By all means, we will dedicate our children to the Lord and pray over them. Right? By all means. By all means. There's many people that think the church is broken and the church is not important and the church is not needed. Today, I disagree. Obviously, I disagree or I wouldn't have planted a church and wouldn't continue to pastor a church. But I think this is so important. And I think being a covenant partner in a faith family is so important so each one of these folks today have we've had discussions about what it means to be a covenant partner of redemption life church and they understand that and they're excited about that they're excited about bringing their gifts and their talents and their by all means to this body and they're also excited about helping us stay committed to the vision and mission of this body. And every covenant partner and every person that's connected here is responsible to that. To hold us accountable that we're moving forward in what we said we're going to do. And not drifting into just some other, let's have a good time and enjoy ourselves. And so it's everyone's responsibility. And so we've subjected ourselves to them to keep us accountable. And that's our covenant together. They have responsibilities and we have responsibilities. That's what it means to walk in covenant together. And so I'm so excited. As I told them this morning, I was overwhelmed in the room with just what I can recognize in the spirit, which is a wealth of just a great wealth, a great value that's been deposited into the lives of these, and we grow exponentially today by them coming into partnership with our body. And I'm so, so, so thankful that they've chosen to become one with us. And so can we, one last time, stand this morning, and can we pray over them and receive them and accept them? into our faith family and in partnership with us. Lord, we thank you for each one of these represented today. We thank you so much for you that's in them. We thank you for you that you deposited in them. We thank you for every gift. We thank you for every calling. We thank you for every vision. We thank you for every dream. We thank you for everything that you've placed in their heart. We thank you for the opportunity as a faith family to come into agreement with them to see everything in their heart come into reality. We're their faith family. We want to be ones that encourage. We want to be ones that call out. We want to be ones that correct if necessary. But we want to be ones that walk alongside and empower and equip them to do everything that you've placed in their heart to do. We are their family. We are a body together. Today we just receive them. And we thank you for them, God. And we just pray that you would just give us wisdom and direction together that we would steward this covenant well. In Jesus' name, we say, so be it.